Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the After Hours Podcast with Mir and Bella. I am Mir. And I am Bella. And today we have a special guest. Yes, Bella, you want to introduce her? <laughs> so the special guest today is my lovely older sister, Nyachuk. Yeah, Nyachuk. Uh, if you want to. <laughs> oh no, we're going to keep going. Okay, you see... Nyatrik is gubbies, but Nyatrik is... Yeah, she, 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 she doesn't like that we just dropped her gubbies on the podcast. But hey, to all my Sudanese folks, you know what you know what it is. You know like, what magic is. We yeah. know what that is. All you Sudanese folks know how to pronounce, you know, Sudanese names proper, so... Nyatrik, you want to... Oh, shit, I said your gubbies again. Anyways, you want to talk about yourself a little bit? Introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah, introduce yourself a little bit. Hey, what's up? My <laughs> name is Magic. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, keep put it closer to your mouth. Tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself. How old you are? What you're up to? Yeah. Um. Well, I am 28 years old. I am on maternity leave right now. Just had a baby. You know that My nephew. <laughs> our nephew. You know that uh, Kevin Hart video where the guy's like, "I'm 58 years old." And he's like, <laughs> "Damn." <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's but she's not old. You're not old. Don't worry. Pretty young, actually. So you're implying something. No, like you're on maternity leave. Like, damn. I still like it. Still doesn't click in my head that you're a mom. Yeah, right? she just had a child. Imagine. Yeah. She my had our nephew. nephew. Yeah. Like, wow. I still I'm don't so believe proud. it sometimes. Yeah, and his name is Ezra. He is two months old now. Yeah, so that's that's what I've been up that to. That nigga's only two months. Yeah, technically, yeah. technically, yeah. Because it's premature. I know, but still, I feel like he's like four. Okay, never mind. I swear, I thought it was four months, or did the time just go by super slow? It goes by. Well, he's turning five on the twenty seventh, but because he was premature, they're using his due date. Oh, that's why. See, I wasn't yeah. tweaking. I was right. He's four months. So he's technically. He's He's five yeah. on the 27th, but two months. Damn. How does it feel <laughs> to be a mother? Yeah. You know, honestly, I, like, there's still a part of me that it hasn't really clicked in yet. Like, you don't believe it? Like, <laughs> no. it feels like a dream every time you wake up? Yeah. And then I hear the crying and stuff. <laughs> like, oh, shit, I got a kid. <laughs> like, but it feels great just from the way he like looks at me and just starts smiling and stuff like did you fall in love with him like the moment you saw him or like did it take you time because i know some no. people took time i fell in love the moment i saw him i was just like yo that kid came out of me can't like, lie when i saw him i was like i love this kid already he's so pretty like, like he's his daddy stuff 100 percent that man nah, was he's like starting to look like me though I think it's just the lips. He's gonna be me one hundred percent though. You know, because the first the first child as a boy, I think they tend to look more like the mom. I heard that, but we'll see if it's true. We'll see. And speaking of children and kids, our topic today is gonna be on childhood trauma and the negative traits that we've grown up with because of our childhood positive um, traits positive traits and as well what we would do different with our future children yeah what we want to do with our future children and since my sister here already has a kid i mean she she should know by now here. you should have did some research <laughs> 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 all right who wants to start us off mayor uh 
Okay, I would say when I was a kid, my parents, my dad was very affectionate, but my mom wasn't. And since I was with her most of the time, it kind of taught, that's where I got my like avoidant attachment style. And it kind of taught me to keep my emotions to myself, really just to keep, not really express myself. So now as like an adult, I've had to work on it so much because yeah. I became super, super emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to receive love. I didn't really know how to give love and I didn't know how to express myself. I just kept everything to yeah. myself. It's and crazy because yeah. it's I like a Sudanese, like it's a whole mm-hmm. Sudanese thing. Like yeah. Sudanese parents aren't very expressive. And or affectionate. They, like yeah, they don't really show affection to their children. At least like our generation of children and our generation that's why a lot of us are very uncomfortable when it comes to physical touch and we don't really know how to regulate our emotions and like show our affection because our parents i noticed a lot of us three the only way we know how to express ourselves is through anger Mm. because we learned that anger is the only way people will actually listen to you yeah if you're angry so it's like now we're like we don't know how to properly express our sadness or our like frustration without like just getting angry it's also a thing where like parents you'll express to them that you're sad and like you're going through things but they don't really take it in they don't really listen or give you the resources or they react with anger they yeah they react with anger and they're like oh you shouldn't be sad you're ungrateful Um, i brought you to whatever first world country we're in to have a better life like you know like mention what the yeah what they went through and how bad their lives were and it's like just never compare what's that word experiences no trauma no Um, compare what do you give me something more never never compare traumas because we're like traumas oh whoops anyways (laughs) (laughs) never like yeah you know what i mean never compare because it's like just like when people are like oh my god my dog died and someone's like oh my god my sister died you can't you can't be as sad as i am but it's like why are you comparing pain and also like everyone deals with things differently that's true you know like not everyone is going to react to the same situation the same way pain everyone's pain gonna the the react to it differently yeah what is some experience you guys had that was negative um you want to talk about our childhood since <laughs> we have the same mom <laughs> I mean. honestly the the thing about me though i never lived with my mother until we came to canada yeah oh. so <laughs> quick disclaimer nyatrik is five years older than me five six so she's six years older than us. Six years older than me. Bro. Hey man, I forget my siblings' ages me all too. the time. Yeah, just said her birthday, uh, her age is like two minutes ago. I didn't do the quick math. She's like Twenty-eight. You're I didn't 22. do the quick math, bro. <laughs> Allow me. People are really gonna think we're stupid after this episode. <laughs> hey, we're not done. But um, literally, yeah. So we're six years apart, and I guess we grew up completely different I think you guys had that's two what different i gotta moms. say we n- the thing is no, we like didn't have two like different you had the moms same mom, but like you guys were raised yeah. differently yeah. we I were raised differently but also it was more so how do i explain it okay Nyanjik, you explain so when i was born my mom pretty much like as soon as i turned one close to two she shipped me off to my aunt so I 
was living with my aunt um, back home. And the only time I actually got to come back to her was when Bella was born. So it was kind of like, oh, look, we have another kid. <laughs> so come kind of like, come babysit. Cause that's, that's what it was. Cause I was shift off to my aunt to pretty much babysit for her. Cause I started cooking and cleaning at the age of four. So when Bella was born, I was sent back to take care of her. And then I was sent back to my mom again. And I didn't get to live with her officially till we came to Canada and I was eight then. So Did you kind of feel like actually did you feel kinda of disconnected from her? Were you like I just wanna point something out. It's actually kinda of wild because like even my older sisters, I don't know, like I guess it's a part of the North culture which I absolutely don't agree with. But like in South Sudan they'll like ship their kids off to go take care of other their other family, family members kids yeah. so like even like my older brother and my older sister they were both shipped off too and they lived somewhere else where my and mom didn't so like everyone was yeah Nyanja was apart from everyone the longest yeah. but like everyone was separated in a sense so like one child's here one child's there one child's in another place and it's like it's crazy that's kind of like that doesn't that like create like disconnect from like the child and the mother because like there that those first couple of years of your life really like they really create that bond between you guys or like that dynamic so if she's not there and then out of nowhere she kind of appears back and like she demands like all oh, this respect and this love it's like i don't know you yeah is that like how you felt <laughs> no. or it's kind of like or you're like i don't really know how to feel about you like, to me you i know? didn't feel that way because when i was living with my aunt I had a horrible time. Like oh. I would get beat up and everything. So she was like your fantasy. So, like yeah. when my mom so comes back. When, whenever my mom comes back, she would, cause she traveled a lot and she was a teacher. So every time she comes back, I was the last born at the time. So I, she would bring everything pretty much to yeah. me and she'll take me, we'll go out and everything. So she, I had like this vision that she kind of like gave to me like she was the nice parent because she was the my savior. mom dad everything yeah exactly so i didn't feel that way um towards her i actually loved her more because like every time she's away she finally comes yeah like that whole love and affection that was not there it just Did that like she gives it back to me ten when times. you actually started living with her and like actually start to get to like know her and like her like flaws and her good traits is that like when you were like Hmm. This is not really my savior anymore. Like this is a genuine that person. That happened a lot later. Though. A lot later. Yeah, it actually happened here when we were in Canada. Like when we moved um, to Saskatchewan, mm. that's when yeah. I kind of felt it. Yeah, because it was like, I. Uh, it felt to me like I was the black sheep. Of the I house. always felt like the black sheep of the house too. But you're also the oldest. But yeah, yeah, I am the oldest. But I and also feel I'm like I'm the black sheep. You you didn't get and the attention that everyone else got because you were the oldest and everyone else was like right mm -hmm. under you. You know, so your parents had to take care of your younger siblings yeah. before they could take care of you because you're older. I don't know, but I always got a lot of attention as really? a child. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure I was my parents' favorite. Then what made you feel like the black sheep then? I felt like the black sheep because... I was so much different from everybody else. Like, mm. m like my sister, she's very like to herself. I'm I'm the same way. Like I'm to myself, but like, 
I'm very hard headed and I'm very blunt and I'm very honest. And mm-hmm. like I realized that that kind of like separated me from everybody else because mm-hmm. I would always get into shit for yeah, like being like, no, mom, me. you're in the wrong. And then I, I'm <laughs> yeah. shit now. Or I'd be like, dad, no, you did that wrong and you told me that's not right. That's you're being a hypocrite. <laughs> Boom, now I'm in trouble. Or yeah. like telling my siblings, you're like, and I was always like, why am I always getting in trouble for telling you guys not to do what you tell me not to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that made me feel like the black sheep. So I'm like, should I lie? Should I? Are you guys telling me the right things to do? Like, yeah. why am I always getting in trouble and being like that leader, like that savior complex? But like, I'm always getting in trouble for it. Yeah. Understandable. That's exactly me. Like, so like when we were back in Dover, because yeah. um, I was I was always the middle child before my two little brothers came. Um, and it was like every time I, if I'm not even in the house and my siblings do something, yeah. I come back. Najik did this. It that was, was me too. Yeah. You guys are a bunch of snitches and you always and snitch to the wrong get person. In, in crap, even if I was not there, but like, my dog. Like what wh- what is going on right now? I wasn't even here. They don't care. <laughs> they like, always no. blame it on the you know like the one child that's like the super like blunt one? It's the, always the yeah, one that gets that blamed for everything. I, like, I was hard, very, very hard-headed. I talked back, because, and, and the oh, whole I thing back to my, my like, whole about chest. me is because of back home with my aunt, like, because the way she treated me, I didn't take no for an answer. I didn't take any of her crap, so I would talk back, and they no one liked that, especially when you're a newer girl. Yeah. Like, talking back is a sin. I think I talked back because my parents had me at a really young age, and I feel like those niggas were growing up while raising me, because like my mom was 19, my dad was 24. Yeah. I think they were growing up while raising me, so as I was getting older, I felt like they would always, like, Im- they would always like tell me about what's going on in their lives. So it would be like, oh my god, like your dad did this and it like made me mad, or like your mom did this and it made me mad. And I'm just a kid, so I'm like, would they every- like expect you to be like? Or they put me, yeah, or they made me the mediator and the middleman all the time. And then after that, every time I would hear something, each time they would tell me about, like, the other person, Mm -hmm. it made, like, my respect for them, like, lower and lower to, like, a certain point where it's, like, you guys are on my level. You don't deserve that respect from me. And when I talk to you, I'm talking to you like you are, like, me. Like, Like, I would talk to my siblings. They didn't really establish a parental the parental like child relationship yeah. with you. you like know? I didn't but feel that authority with them. Yeah, but, you, but see, you're lucky your parents even did that because a, lo- a lot of Sudanese parents never even talk to their kids like whatsoever. Yeah, so I give your parents props for that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I didn't even know all that though. You but did, you didn't. But they, they were—they they trust you enough. Yo, to that's your like, business. Keep it. To they yourself. trust you enough to even like talk to you about those things, yeah. right? So, kind of made you grow up like yeah. really fast. Yeah, it did, it and it will do that. Do you have anything to say about it? Anything like negative that like, um, or I even think... like a habit that you learn from other people in your life as a child that like still kind of messes with you as an adult i just say for me it was more so like that big ass age gap between me and all my siblings where it was like okay they're already old enough like the older ones were older than me <laughs> so they didn't want to hang out with me you know what you I mean? were loaded the family i couldn't i, I, I couldn't 
Uh, barely. Come on. Uh, <laughs> and then the younger ones were like t- almost too young, where I couldn't really like. It was more so just like. Oh, you wanted a friend and so sibling. I was, I was, I would say I was a lonely child because Nan and Josh were like around the same age. So, but then I'd always be grouped in with them, and I'm like, I'm not a little kid. <laughs> and I know they like chilled you know with each I mean? other, and you're like, mm, like I can't really talk to them about <laughs> stuff. <laughs> exactly. So I was like more so that like loner child where I kind of have to just be independent. Yeah, and see, like but that's how I felt because with Noel and Guy Rich, they were older than me and that was like the kind yeah. of thing that was happening. Like, and, yeah. and when, every time I wanted to hang out with them, they were like, no, you're too young. We can't hang out with me. Yeah. So. We have some big age gaps in our family. <laughs> I don't think we have one age gap because me and Yana are two years apart and then it's like four, year, four or five years and then it's me and Coin. Yeah. Wait, so Noel and Guy Rich are three years? And then you and Garwitch are two. No, but you and Garwitch are two. Yeah. So that would make it five. But Garwitch and I. We. Guys, this quick math is not working (laughs) for anyone. The quick math is not (laughs) working out. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, the gap between. It's big. Yadrick and Yawal. It's basically Yawal. It's basically Bella. It's five years. Five years. So okay. between Yadrik and the oldest, it's five years. And then between me and Yadrik, it's five years. So me and the oldest would be ten years. And yeah. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> me and the youngest... Uh, oh, if you look at it that way, it's not that me bad. And, me and Nen are five years apart, too. And then me Damn. and Joshua are seven years it apart. You're, you're, really, you're really just nobody <laughs> on, on your side. You, I was, yeah. I was just that kid, man. I came out of nowhere. Well, first of all, you appeared out of nowhere. You appeared out of nowhere. You popped out of nowhere. Nah, for real though, Babella did came out of nowhere. Because it was like, one day my mom went to Ethiopia, and then she called us, yo, I'm coming back home. We're like, okay. And she's like, but I'm coming with someone. I'm like, okay, who? I know you're like, like what <laughs> man you coming <laughs> with? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> like, I'm coming with a baby. Like who's been a baby? Like my dog, you weren't pregnant when you left. So how? <laughs> what do you mean a baby? Did you adopt them? <laughs> yeah, I came out of nowhere. I was just the. Uh, it's okay. You know. Just I was birthday inserted bush. Inserted into the world. I was, I was birthday bush. I was born like, nine months after my dad's birthday. Hey, hey at least you. We can't control how we came. Was I expected? Must have been. They, they should have they, they known. They should have thought, thought that through before they got freaking Vicky on. on his birthday. Birthday? Yeah. Yeah. You were suspected. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> they said, we're about to like a baby. That's, that's <laughs> so disgusting. Ew. <laughs> it's like actually kind of sick to think about our parents. It's so in that sick. Way. It's so but like. I, Nyanra, used to think that you got pregnant from kissing. Like, she was convinced. Like, she saw people kissing and she was like, wow, she's going to get pregnant now. Like, she didn't know. Like, she was, like and I didn't know, too. <laughs> but, but if you think about it, Everyone back, back, right <laughs> back in the days, our, our parents would just be pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> out, of, out of nowhere. There's a kid, right? When Yanin was born, tell me why. I did not know the story was pregnant. Like, I was like, why is mom getting fat? Like, I just, like. I was like, what the heck? And then my mom's like, yeah, I'm at the hospital. I was like, mom, are you sick? No, I just had a baby. Where, where did this baby come from? Uh-huh. And whose is it? Our mom never told us about babies until the baby was born. Yep. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> with my mom, with the with the Joshua, I didn't know she was pregnant till I got in a fight with I her. I was awake. 
<laughs> I got in a fight with her. I left the house. I'm like, yo, I'm never coming back again. I don't like you. Went to my aunt's house. But you shouldn't fight with your mom. Like, why she pissed me off? Well, she's pregnant. You shouldn't stress her out. She's and apparently that time she was eight months pregnant. Huh? Yeah. yeah. How these ladies hide it like that? Joe, no. My mom does not show when she's when she's pregnant. It's literally the same as me when I was pregnant with Ezra. Like homegirl was eight months pregnant. Okay, then either I was just a stupid so kid because my mom when she was pregnant with me, Yana and Yanin, Jordan was huge. Like she didn't only gain weight in the belly; she gained weight. Everywhere. I'm hoping I get it like my mom, so I don't really uh, show like. No, that, I want a big belly. I want so a then big I belly. Pop back into my shape, and I'm. Good. I didn't start showing till I was five months, almost six. No, I want a big belly. I want my circ- circle brown belly. <laughs> you want to be pregnant, pregnant? Yeah, I want. Not you guys gonna pregnant, see this? Pregnant. Cause I'm not gonna be pregnant more than <laughs> two times. So you guys better watch <laughs> now and see. Catch that. Cause it's not happening more than twice. Yeah, I can't like. I'm having so many children the way our parents did. Mm. Like the way, like the older siblings generation yeah. have like eight, nine, ten kids. I'm like, my mom had four, and I feel like that's a lot. So many children, and it's like all the children are gonna grow up having something wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> like, there's just so many children in such a short span of time that it's like. Well, something has to be black or something. Exactly. Just because, like, the parents can't really take care of everyone at the same time. Especially being an immigrant. It's like, yo, we're struggling to put food on the table. Imagine having six little niggas. Eight little niggas. And the crazy part is, five out of six of those little niggas fall down the stairs. That's a (laughs) fact. And then, especially having, like, the oldest sibling taking care of the younger one. You become a mom figure. You basically become a mom figure. And and then, like... That's the the biggest trauma because, like, every single one of us, Sudanese people I'm talking about, I swear every single one of us has raised all our siblings. And that's, like, we never got to be kids. We always had to be mom, like, especially me because apparently... I, I was so good at taking care of kids that my mom just that decided mean I to, need to take me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time my aunt or whoever had a kid, I was sent there. So I never got to be a kid. I know for a fact all the older people never got to be kids. I just want to say one thing. Shout out to all the firstborn children. Yeah, shout out to me. Shout out to me. Community because y'all some soldiers, man. Y'all be taking care of how many little kids? And imagine your parents. Many? You're the trial and error child. Exactly. You are the trial and error. Yeah, like you literally get like that whole responsibility of being a parent just placed on your lap as a whole child. And again, you are the trial and error kid. Mm -hmm. Your parents probably dropped you. They probably did some questionable things because they didn't know what they were doing. (laughs) But then they learned their mistakes off of you and did better with the rest. It's wild. To my little nigga Ezra. So sorry, you're the child error kid like me. Oh, but I mean, he'll be good. No, 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 he'll no. be good. Ezra is a whole different breed of actor. He's not going down. He's that a cracker. <laughs> we went. We went. Man came out three months early. Said, "I'm going my way." Plus, he's he's a fighter. That man yeah. uses violence. Even in his sleep. Why is he swinging in his sleep? <laughs> Yo. Why he Why he kicking his sleep? He's fighting his demons. Four months old and he's fighting his demons. <laughs> Where you get these no, he came into the world too early. He said, nah, I gotta come out and start fighting them early, man. <laughs> no, like, even his, even his nurses were scared because man was always swinging his legs and arms, like, trying to kick everyone. 
Like, don't touch me. He said, all my life I had to fight. (laughs) Literally, though, his whole life already. (laughs) I had to fight to survive. Even just touching him or looking at him, he wants to square up already. Bro, just imagine when he's older, he's gonna be like, nah, I've been fighting since day one. Yo, I'm tired, man. I'm tired. Watch him be very calm. Watch him be like super calm and just nonchalant because he's been tired of fighting. (laughs) No, it's like that meme of that. Like, you're looking at him and you're like. No, he looks at you funny. He looks like, how are you you looking at me like you want to fight, man? And you can't even sit up. Yeah. How? Like, he ain't even got neck control. Exactly, yeah. you can't even hold up your head and you looking at me funny. Y'all see that meme of that uh, baby who looks like he's just tired of life? Yeah. <laughs> that one takes me out each time. That's Ezra, I'm like, bro. yeah, that's gotta be Ezra. <laughs> In a bit, you know? But, um, what was we talking about? Um, you guys have any more negative traits or do you want to go move on to the positive um, traits that you got? Did we really even dive into our negative traits? I think we just really told the story. But honestly, though, um, one thing I hated about growing up Sudanese is, you know, when like kids don't make shit up, right? Yeah. <laughs> when they tell you something, it's because it kids had are the happened. biggest snitches. Yeah. <laughs> it had happened, and one thing I realized about Sudanese parents, they never believe their kids whatsoever, and I think that's one thing why I've been keeping um to myself. My that whole makes sense. Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because every time I I try to tell my mom something that happened is like i'm i'm a liar yeah yeah so then you just learn how to keep that to yourself i kind of just like i deal with things myself you know what i mean i don't i go to other people to be like oh i'm feeling this way yeah help me because like there was never any help for us you know growing up when you do ask for help yeah when you do ask for help there's no help there you know so especially like growing up with a single mom you know yeah. like she's always busy she's always doing things she's got to work jobs you know yeah. what i mean trying to put food on the table so for us it was more so we just had to you know grow up and deal with our shit ourselves because there was no one gonna there was no one that was gonna come and save us exactly like, yeah we had each other mentality. yeah we had each other but at the same time it was like we I think every single one of our siblings just kept to ourselves. Like we we yeah, never yeah. even told each other our secrets until no. like mm-hmm. you maybe older. like about four or five years ago. I think that's when yeah. we started like actually talking to each other. Yeah, all of us as siblings like we're very just I guess what's the word? Not dispersed, but we're very so just like we keep to ourselves and um we don't really converse. We're not very close. You're not. You're kind of like, disconnected. Yeah, way. we're disconnected, and then it's like I don't know. Like we're part of the same family, but it's like you know, we all have our separate lives. Yeah. But that we. I think the one other thing is because back home, even like till this day, because mommy was pretty much the only one, right? So like. Mm-hmm. She never got the help as well because she lost her family when she was a very, yeah. very young. So she was, her uncle was there and stuff and her um, cousins and them, but she was like always the only one. So I think it kind of just rubbed off because she kept to herself as well, but she was helping everyone else, but like no one was helping her. So that is just a family thing, I guess. It's a family business. I felt the same way because it's like, 
if as the oldest i'm always mm-hmm. helping everybody yeah when anybody needed anything it was always me but then after when i needed something i'm like why would i go ask someone that i always have to help yeah there was no me. one that you could go to yeah there's no one you go to so you just yeah. gotta keep it to yourself I was lucky because I had Nyana, and, like, Nyana's, like, my best friend throughout life. Yeah. But, like, if something is really, really, like, it had to be, like, it had to be, like, I want to suicide myself bothering me. Like, it had mm-hmm. to be, like, deep in my mind where I'd go to her and I'd talk to her about it. But other than that, like, I'd keep it to myself. Okay. Yeah, that's actually just, wow. Our childhoods really be... Messed us up. <laughs> but I also think, like... There's positives too. They are positive, and we're built the way we are now because of how we grew up. And what would you um, say, like, was a positive thing that like your childhood taught you? As much as it's my negative side, I think it's also very your much my positive side. Yeah, my independence and my like. I think the negative thing is that like I never ask for help. Like yeah. I don't ask people for help. Like pretty much ever. Like, it's very hard for me to ask for help because I was always the one who had to deal with my own stuff. Unless, like, people wanted to come out and help me, you know yeah. what I mean? Then I'd be like, okay, like, yeah. Um, but it's also, like, a positive trait because, not the not never asking for help, the being independent yeah. was a positive trait because it's like, now I don't really look to others for an, pretty much anything. Make sure you can handle something before you get into it. Exactly. Like, I understand myself and I'm pretty much very self I wouldn't say very I can always improve but like I have a level of self-awareness where it's like okay like this is what I'm going through and this is how I deal with it and like yes I'm independent but like now I'm learning more so to be able to ask for help in a, in a yeah it's like a it's like a pro and a con yeah it's a pro and a con um what's another con I think just the way that we grew up also. Um, I think just our, I think everyone in my family is just very like chill. Yeah. Like everyone's just like chill. No one's like um, a person who does too much, does the most. Like we're all just very like calm. Except for Nyanja maybe. She's kind of a hot head. We got yelled at a couple times. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we're all pretty just like, we. It's so crazy to think because, like, all of us all have, like, similar traits. We're all just, like, pretty, like, kind, generous people. Yeah. And it's more so because, like, our mom, um, growing up, she really just instilled certain values with most of, I think, most of us, all of us, just to be, like, good people in a sense my family we're the we're the we're the hard-headed people i think that's the one trait all my siblings have is we're very like i stand 10 toes in what i think like we're like i could stand by myself with my own opinion and everyone could say i'm wrong but i'm gonna stand there and i'm gonna defend myself even if i'm wrong like we all have that like mentality where it's like i don't care if anyone else believes me i'm gonna say what i think is right and i will stand 10 toes in it and I will scream until my voice is gone for you to hear me, like, type thing. Yeah. What else do What do you think was a positive thing or trait that you got that came out of or came from your childhood? Like, something that's a value that was instilled or, like, something positive that you 
learned throughout childhood or the way we grew up. Honestly, I think you said everything already. Um, just how our mom taught us to be kind and always be respectful to people, like even if in a sense they're not good people, yeah. but you still have to be a good person because you don't want to scoop down to their level. So I think every single one of us as a sibling, I think we're all kind of like that. When and and like helping people, even when we don't have anything, I think that's one of the biggest yeah. thing our mom put into us because for her, her entire life, that's what she had to do. So it was like a fam, like always help your family and other people, like especially your family, because you. Um, those are the only people that when everyone else is gone, they're the one that will always like come um, for you, like be there for you, help you. And I think that's, that's just us. Yeah, I think it is just us. And I think the, pers the person in the, that I see those traits the most in is probably our older sister. With like, like, well, definitely with like the, the values system where it's like, you always have to help people and like, especially your family. So like, she's always that person that's like, ready and willing to help you know yeah despite like what it what it means to her yeah. yeah like she'll always be there to help us and like even though we may not agree on certain things yeah. and that's with like every sibling you yeah. know what i mean but like we're all pretty much just like ready and willing to help every like each yeah. each other when we need to yeah my sister just says something cool. <laughs> I mean, not really cool, but my older sister has been uh, playing the role of the father figure pretty much her whole life, right? So, like, to her, she's the breadwinner, even when our mom is here, right? Because we lost our dad when she was, like, four years old. So, to her, she's she's yeah. a dad. Quick math is all math. Quick math. You're five no. years younger than... Yo, 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 yo. No, listen. The quick mouth was a mouse. Belle and I are blood, but it's from our mom. Okay? No, you but you said you and your wall are five. They're oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Right? Oh, no, I'm sorry. My head wasn't clicking. I was like, I just, my mouth is wrong. Or I just didn't hear something. Like, oh, no. Sorry, now do keep going. Well, technically, when she was five, because my dad died when my mom was pregnant with me yeah yeah so to her she has always been the father figure and just because it's all it's always been her and my mom so that's that's i can tell because the way like whenever you guys are like oh my god i need this but like yeah. you don't tell her you need it she'll go out of her way yeah. to get it for you like she's always the one that's like okay whatever you need i got it if you need help i got it and i think like, she kind of like figure every single one of us out yeah even when we uh, don't say anything it's like she just knows and she's very like she also like disciplines you guys in a way but like she will be like she'll lecture you like she'll come and lecture you she'll tell you you're wrong this and that like she has a like figure where it's like she has a parental figure even though she's like your older sister yeah to honestly to me and you all she's her and my mom i think that's why they get along so well because <laughs> their character is so the same like my mom uh, noel is my mom in a younger self 
So um, I think that's why sometimes we don't get along because it's like she still has that um, Sudanese mindset, especially yeah. that old Sudanese mindset. It's like it was, it was uh, graded into her mind, like her whole. Wait, life. guys, I have a question. What is a personality trait that you see in your parents that you hate? And when you see it in other people, go ahead, like go ahead. that, when you see it in other people, you're like, I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, like a trait that your parents and people you don't like share in common, and you're like, if uh, you were my parent, I wouldn't like you. Um, shoot. Okay, wait, Mary, go first. I, I would say thinking. my mom and my sister has this as well. They're so passive aggressive and it oh. hurts my soul like they will never come out fully and be like oh i'm mad at you because of this and this mm-hmm. they will just be super salty <laughs> yeah. super rude they'll throw <laughs> hints around they'll uh-huh. stop you and you're like what what's your problem why are you mad and then they'll be like oh yeah two years ago on july 15th <laughs> you did this to me I'm and dead. then after <laughs> you did it again Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm mad. And you're like, you couldn't just <laughs> say it. Like, you could just, when I did it, you couldn't have been like, Mary, remember last time we did this and how I felt about it? Yeah. You did it again. I'm uh-huh. not happy about it. Simple. But no, they will let you, like, they'll be mad at you for a week. It'll just build up. Like, it'll continuously build up until they explode. they're mad at you for being mad at them because you don't know why they're mad at you. And I that is crazy. Because I'm like, just get to the point. Ooh. Yeah, that is a. That's a good trait to not like in people. Uh-uh. Like no, if, if they weren't my family, bro, we'd be ops. When when she's mad, like if like for example, if I do something right now and she's mad at me, she won't tell you right now. She won't. No, the thing is, she won't be mad just about that. So right at the moment, she'll bring everything, everything that has happened from the day I was born. <laughs> she'll bring it all, and then and then she'll forget about what just happened right now, yeah. and it'll be about everything from way before. Some pettiness. Because why didn't you like? Why didn't you like confront me about the things I did when I did that? Why did yeah. you wait until I did something like it just so you can bring it up? So I look I even think, worse. But the thing is, like, she'll confront you about the thing you did bef- like say you did something right she'll confront you about that but then she'll bring up everything else but she's already talked to you about everything else <laughs> so it's just a what's the point of, yeah what's of, the point like, of like re-lecturing me yeah. on stuff you already got past um me well i think it's just I, there really isn't too much because me i'm i'm a quiet kid man i i'm I my business I don't really... No, just because you're quiet doesn't mean there's traits you don't see where you're like, wow. I do. But, like, I'm also that kid. I mind my business, and I'm like, okay, she wants to bother me. (laughs) Through one ear, out the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, for me, it's very just through one ear, out the other. (laughs) With a lot of the information that she's... (laughs) Be telling me? I just I think I just don't really like the lectures. Cause she goes on, bro. She'll be telling Is me. Is your mom you confrontational? Where like she's not afraid to just pass a smoke to you and be like, yeah, yeah. That's the one thing with yeah. my mom. She'll pass. She smoke, loves bro. confrontation, and I yeah. think that's why I always hated it mm-hmm. when I was growing up. Cause I'm like, every day you just want to fight. <laughs> every all your life you just want to fight. The one thing about my mom is the whole Sudanese culture, like. We all grew up yeah. here. We've been here pretty much our whole life. Okay, I'm gonna do that too. <laughs> and, <laughs> and every time, like, let's say, for example, um, we do something, she always got to bring up the culture and 
and how we should know about the culture, this and this and this. Yeah. And it's like we we grew up here. Listen, we barely know we the got culture. Two cultures. You have to understand yeah, exactly. that now. And yeah. it's like we it, understand that like yes, we're South Sudanese and that's our culture, but at the same time, we weren't raised there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We we were raised in Canada. And the Bro, thing how is, are y'all born? I barely know my own community you know name. Like, exactly. Why are you looking at me like that? And it's like, yes, I understand. Like, it's very hard to integrate into a society when you're when you come here at such a late age. But, but at the, the same time, you should understand that we, as the younger generation, have integrated into the Western world, and like we can't Tell follow us, all the, the world has become like, our first culture and, it, it, and it is second. but we the can. crazy part is um the way mommy does it she brings up um all the things um she grew up in so it's not even things that if we were back home we would be growing up in that culture right it's, it's, her, it's her generation that she brings on to us and i'm like outdated my dog right like we, mom i don't grew do up that. here this is pretty much the only culture we knew and and it's like and they it's so tell misogynistic us that, yeah oh so <laughs> they tell bro. us that we should know the culture and i have we to know bring a man a bowl of water to wash his hands <laughs> in the liver are you stupid to wa- to wash his hands wash his feet the nigga can't go to the bathroom and wash his hands like kitchen and that that was from their generation that's disgusting i'm not literally from their generation niggas have to eat before the children it's none of our business and the person who cooked the meal i'm feeding my children first my children are going first at the end of the day you and me can eat at the same time but our kids are going first what do you mean you come first and you a man can't clean if i cook today you cooking tomorrow like that's and a man the, can't clean are you okay right oh my god no but that's that's the one thing i don't like about it's very mom. misogynistic like yeah and i'm like we're not on that wave anymore we aren't i mean domestic like, violence is not okay anymore yeah, like. and, and like the, the one other thing when we were growing up here they were so busy with work and everything right like they didn't yeah. they didn't really teach us about the culture but they get mad at us for like, not knowing exactly. it exactly <laughs> because that's one thing my mom been bringing up a lot like you know the culture this and this I'm like no i really don't i know like, things you guys say like right away right now like i would because i hear them and everything and you guys would talk about it yeah that, that's what happened when you guys were young but you guys never really talked. my mom's favorite thing to say is nyada what's your what show do you gonna eat when you guys are married <laughs> first of all she's like you're lucky you have a new generation you can make them lasagna and shit yo why are you dissing <laughs> Why are you doing like, like, just because I don't know South Sudanese food doesn't mean me and my nigga are gonna be starving. And no. what if he could cook? And the I way they treat girls and guys, the difference, like, like for example, you know how they want like a Sudanese girl to get married at the age of 13, 14, 15, but if and that's okay to them. But if it's a guy getting married at the age of 15, no, he's too young. He should not be getting married. You know what's so crazy though? They put so much effort into making their girls like these like really like powerful, like strong women type shit. You know what I mean? Like a girl that can handle her own. And then they put no effort into their boys. Then when they when it's time for their like No, 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 no I feel like like I feel like okay, let me the change let me is, change how I say it. I feel like a lot of South Sudanese girls are very like independent mm. and very hardworking. Like like our generation, I feel like a lot our of them, generation. a lot of them yeah. are like really hardworking. They're finding their goals, aspirations, whatever. They're like really working on like having a good life. Yeah. And then 
the, the parents didn't really do too much shit for the bro- for the, the boys. And then now they, they like, baby the boys. They baby the boys. Mm-hmm. And then once we, like, we get to that age, we're all like at an age where it's like, okay, marriage is going to come soon. They're like, where, why can't you find someone? Because y'all okay. didn't raise your sons right. It's not even that. It's that they raised their women, like the girls, to be not necessarily slaves, but to be servants of the man. You know what I mean? So they like, they'll yeah, raise them to basically be able to cook, clean, do everything for the man and for the child, you know. And then the guy, it's like, they don't really teach him that things because they expect the woman that they're going to end up with to have those traits so they don't have to, um, I guess, do it themselves, you know? Yeah. I may be completely wrong, but I think that's kind of a gist as to what is a part of the culture, you know? Okay, so what are things that you are going to really make sure your kids learn and understand when you have kids? I feel like one thing... One thing that I'm going to teach my kids is we all working in this life. There's no misogynistic nothing here. What she does, you do. What he does, you do. Simple as that. Equality. Fairness? Fairness, that's it. I'm not, your guys, you guys will have the same curfew. You guys will have the same rules. You guys will have everything. The same same, everything. The same everything. Because I'm not going to treat one person better because of gender. Yeah. I also do think that, like, they raise the girls to be that way also sort of sort of as like a protection thing like the independence because it's like they want the girls to be able to protect themselves because like you know the society ain't all that fair for women you know what I mean and it's so like yes they're teaching the I guess girls to you know be strong and everything but they're not teaching the boys to not do the shit that they're doing you know so that's me kind of going into one subject without really saying what subject <laughs> i'm going into so if you know you know but um also go back to the <laughs> yeah what else would would be Honestly, make sure kids know with my kid like let's for example if Esther has a sister they're Everything will be the same. Yeah. They're, they came from the same parent. They're going to get taught the same. No one is above you. No one is under you. You are equal. And, for example, Ezra gets a woman. That woman was not born to serve you. She was born to be your partner. Yeah, partner. Not right. to serve you. You guys are a partner. Um, whoever is ahead in the neck, a head cannot move without a neck. You know, so and the next guys, is where y'all move <laughs> yeah, Thank you. You guys <laughs> are together as partners, as um, a team, teammates. You know, you guys are just gonna be helping each other. When you can't do this, she can help you do it. You know, and if she she can't do this, it's your time yeah. to step up. So that's one thing I'm gonna be teaching my kids. You know, you and there's no one un, um, beneath you. Yeah, you guys are completely equal. I think one thing I will definitely teach my kids. Okay, I have to work on this myself, but like I want to get to the point where like I learn how to properly express myself. Yeah, that's and what I was going to say. Learn how to like 
um, handle, like, receive love. Learn how to receive love. Learn how to properly give love so that when I do have children, I'm able to, like, provide them with that affection and that um, understanding. And just be a healthy, like, model of how to do things because I don't want my kids to grow up like me where, like, oh, like, affection makes me uncomfortable and I don't know how to express myself. I don't know how to, like, receive love. Like, I want them to, like, have a healthy role model where they're like, okay, I know affection is healthy i know because i i received it like and you know especially like children's um learn from watching their their parents so if that's what you put in your home that love that teaching that's where it all starts that's what they're gonna know you know when they step out of that house so that's just everything start from home so if you want your kids to be affectionate you know be open you have to be that health, that role model you have for to them be that role model at home and that's one thing right now the um my husband and i are working like really hard about like we because both of us we pretty much grew up in the same way we yeah. don't express love we've never really received it like that so we honestly didn't even know how to um how to receive not to receive love or like <laughs> or give love. yeah exactly how to even express it and that's one thing we're working on right now like we we talk so much about our feelings and and it's not like um especially for love we don't i don't love him like when i'm giving him love i don't give him love from what i know of love I try to do it as like his what, love language, his like love language what he receives love yeah, as and he gives me love from my love language what I think love is I feel like that's a problem a lot of people have they try to love people the way they the want way, to be yeah. loved instead of loving people the way that they receive and that's love. one of the biggest problem because at first our relationship I think that's that's what it was and that's what um was making our relationship our relationship very rocky and and I, like I think our kid brought that on to us a lot like he was one of the reasons because like we grew up the way our parents taught us like we don't want him to grow up this way yeah. we need to be better so once Ezra coming he was the main reason why um our household is the way it's going right now guys what would you say is your wow, love language so cute. right mm-hmm. what would you say is your love language um like wait, how you before- receive love Okay, um, wait. Before I answer yeah. that question, I just wanted to go back and say, yeah, the emotional intelli- intelligence and like also cultural intelligence. Yeah. Like you kind of want your kids to be aware of the society and what's taking place and like mm-hmm. knowing how to handle themselves and you know interact with different cultures. You know. So that's what i would teach emotional intelligence for sure and cultural intelligence self-awareness as well awareness because my kids i want them to be accountable to their actions yeah like i want that to be instilled that in them at a young age Mm -hmm. because i've seen adults that take no accountability and it's ugly we're gonna be raising some good freaking kids out here oh yeah 100 percent. so um i'm going i'm i'm dragging my husband (laughs) down to therapy with me Mm -hmm. when i'm pregnant yeah. Or a year before, or when we get married, and I'm gonna say we need to work on ourselves because we're not raising, we're not creating broken people. Yeah, exactly. Because nah, I'm not gonna be okay with that. <laughs> I was just, I was just about to say like, 
you know how back um as Sudanese when they're when a woman is pregnant and she's pretty much still doing everything in the house and stuff yep and that's one thing like this my husband i knew this man was the best the moment I was oh yeah guys when like, she says my husband <laughs> she actually means her husband when i say my husband i'm talking about a nigga in the future right okay <laughs> just so we can clear that shit up like this man like the moment i i he found out i was pregnant like i've never seen him like that in my life like the whole time we've been together like he's the way he stepped up like man will be cooking for me everything rubbing my back going to buy you your like, cravings seriously do you need this? Like, he wouldn't even let... All he wanted me to do was be on the couch and sit down. <laughs> eat, sleep, and just go Nurture crazy the baby on the in hormones. The that's it. <laughs> that's it. And yeah. that's one thing, like, because the way he comes off, the Sudanese traits that are in men, he yeah. wants nothing to do with those. Yeah. Because yeah. the way Sudanese are, um, especially, like, the older people, the uncles and stuff... They want, even when you're pregnant, they want you to do everything at the house. Let's say you have five kids and everything. Still mm-hmm. wants you to do everything. It doesn't make yeah. sense to me because, like, the, your shorty's carrying a whole human inside of her. Yeah. And you're expe- still expecting her to do so much. Yeah. So, I say when you guys are pregnant and your man does not do anything for you at all when you're carrying his child, I'm sorry, but... He's not the one. Drop that man. Yeah. Drop him. Drop that man. He's not the what one. the hell? You don't need him in your life. <laughs> but we ha- we know situations are you know sticky yeah. and uh, yeah. things happen. Things happen and you know you can't necessarily control everything. But hey man, if you if you got a man's like that and you can drop him, drop him. Drop him. <laughs> because it's only gonna go downhill from there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, back to the question of love languages. Mary, I think we should actually do a separate episode on love we languages. We will, but we but can still right say it. Should, okay, yeah. So, love languages. Yeah, do you know, you know the love languages, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> I mean, if you want, I'll give you Gary Chapman's book and you can read it. Yeah, but... um. So, uh, should we introduce? Okay, let's not introduce the love language. We'll do that we'll in another episode. That. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just, just say, say what, what ours, ours is. is. Yeah, ours are ours is ours Our, are. I don't ours know. Ours are ours. <laughs> ours are. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> so I'd say for me, should we do top two or top three? Top two. My top two love languages are, um acts of service and then i'd also say either physical touch or quality time i used to think that words of affirmation was up there but then also it kind of dropped down because i was like yo words are just words i'm more about the action you know what i mean like show me that you actually care and like are down for me rather than just saying it because people say things all the time yeah, like be out Yo, here we talking. know that people yeah. talk out their ass. So, um, yeah. You know, oh, I would say mine are. I would say acts act of service is one because, especially when it's like thoughtful acts of service. Like I don't need you to like do everything in my life for me, but it's like if you 
go out of your way to like help me out and make mm-hmm. my life easier that's something like i'll be like oh that person loves me yeah. and i would say the second would be like between words of affirmation or quality time because mm-hmm. i'm that person where like i want to see you like i want you to i want to feel like i'm a priority where like you want to see me as much as i want to see you i want to like spend time with you continue to get to know you yeah. and i'll say words of affirmation because i like reassurance yeah. like i don't know hearing people talk like hearing you say how you feel about me makes me all bubbly and stuff and mm-hmm. i'll go have a dream about you and me like <laughs> under some flowers falling in love or something yeah. i don't know the thing about me on the words is that i'm easily like i forget things easily and so i like, go and read it back i go and read it again unless like, you write it down Chances are I might forget, like, the cute things that you say. (laughs) But that could be considered an act of service. It's also words of affirmation. It's also words of affirmation. It's one and two. I would throw myself, and I would frame it. Gentlemen, go write your ladies a little letter. Go write a little love letter. A little something cute. (laughs) Something cute. You know, something that will make her heart happy. And you're ready. (laughs) Better not look like a five-year-old kindergartner's. (laughs) No, we want handwriting. <laughs> can you read handwriting? Yes. Cap. <laughs> Cap, you can read that. I can read handwriting. I can. Okay. All right. Okay, what's, what's the question? The question? <laughs> you what's don't the know, though, don't you? No. What's I, the question? What's the. What do you call it? The acts of service. Acts of service. Yeah. Why do I feel so bad when people say touch me? So when Yajik says her um, love languages are acts of service and physical touch. Physical touch has never been mine. It's always been my last one. And quality time. I don't know why that's your guys' talk. I, it's never been. It's the not top like talk. Actually, no, I think it's changing. I think it's like, changing. Yeah, I think it's eventually, changing. like, before, touches, I used to be I like, that you would be my don't number touch three, me. Though. But now I'm like, I don't want to sit in your lap. Exactly. I want you to hug me. Like, like yeah. I don't want you to always be touching me. And now. it's also yeah. like, um, I'd also say, like, physical touch, it's like very big in intimacy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, not that intimacy is only, only about physical. like touch and like but physical is a physical, big part of it but it's like a lot of it is just like the small gestures you know the small little touches here and there the hugs and you know yeah just cute little things yeah. that, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that like entail physical you touch you can tell know? the difference between you know, those two forehead just that. Cusses, forehead I was forehead cusses forehead cusses yeah forehead kisses and like just sweet little things that are always just a pleasure so yeah. go give your shorty a forehead cusses mm-hmm. <laughs> in the words of bello forehead cusses <laughs> honestly sometimes too i think like forehead kisses are a lot more meaningful than some other kisses i thought you said dick for a second <laughs> 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 explicit explicit that's why we're an explicit hey, show i have a child next room okay <laughs> first of all we were arguing before <laughs> me and ezra were arguing before you can't hear right now he's tired from arguing <laughs> yeah i'm talking about oh yeah like what are you, what are you talking about <laughs> I mean, no, like it just shows whatever content comes care, out. You know? If it's PDA, yeah. it's not just about everything else. It's like you get a forehead kiss and like forehead you hold kisses. it. 
<laughs> forehead kiss. <laughs> forehead kiss. <laughs> and was like they hold it like. Somebody's yeah. reminiscent about her mad. <laughs> Yo, I mean, uh, this baby. <laughs> First comes love, then <laughs> comes marriage, then comes ever seeing a baby carriage. That's I not know. all. That's wait, what's <laughs> the rest of it? <laughs> oh. Um, somebody drinking alcohol. <laughs> Is that all it? Yeah, I low key thought it was gonna be something about like the next man's coming in and like the stealing your shorty. What like, school did you go to? That's like that's what I remember it as, but I can't remember the word. No. First come love, then comes marriage, then comes baby, comes baby, then comes baby, then comes baby, then comes baby, that was a long episode. Yeah, that was a long episode. Don't mind our English. Don't mind uh, our quick maths because our we're very math. deep, deep depressed, sleep depressed. So, deep sleep, deep depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, leave me alone. I, I was slept. I think the audience now knows that we can't speak properly. But the words come the out of our mouth. The thing is, most of the time, we call it after hours podcast because we film after hours. And when you mm. film after hours, your head's not working as good as it should. You don't get the brain cells aren't, you know. We got one brain cell we're sharing, and half the time it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> I swear, Mirabella share one brain cell. <laughs> well, like one, y'all split it in half. And when I'm tired, my my side is gone. My side's not even. The light is not on. And then hey. yours works in double time. <laughs> At least my light's on for you, hey? Your light is not even on right now. My light is on right Mine now. Mine is nobody's home. Yours is like the, they're flickering it's the, it on and yeah, off. Yeah, it's the flickers. Hey, it's just a little spark of this and that, you know? Just a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I'm tweaking right <laughs> now. Like, guys? Wait, just a little bit of this. A little, little bit, bit of, of that. that. Mm-hmm. Stop. A little bit. Uh, anyways, anyways, guys, um, we're gonna end this podcast because I yeah. have to go sleep. Mm-hmm. She's a mommy; she gotta go see her son. Yeah, and Bella's just useless. I don't know what she's gonna what do you be mean? doing. I'm gonna do my assignments. I got bare school assignments, so I'm gonna get that done before Monday I got because tomorrow. once Monday starts, it's back to basketball twenty four seven. What's so when yeah. it starts, it's working school. <laughs> yeah. <Love> it. <laughs> <laughs> I love school, if you can't tell. Oh makes God. me so happy. Bubble inside with a little warmth in my heart. I know. <laughs> Actually, me and Mary go to the same school. Do we see each other? <laughs> we never see each other, like, ever. We both take four classes, yeah. and I don't see you. And our school, I'm telling you, it's three buildings. Two are res buildings. First of all, one all my friends are like, building. Mary, you don't even go to school because they never see you. First of all, <laughs> this whole month, I only have one class in person, and it's an yeah. 8 a.m. class. Who's going to see me? Mm-hmm. Like, no one ever sees Mary, but I'm at school all day, so it's like, damn. Because I ain't no basketball player. Hey, man. I'm not trying to be no basketball player. I'm living the life of an student athlete. <laughs> Did you guys win your game? <laughs> uh, okay, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> well, um, talk 
tube, guys. How about how many? By how many? Oh my gosh. You should have watched my game. It was actually a close game. I'm That's straight cap. I knew that no, was cap. Ass. It was a win by one, and she basically she got an and one in the last like two seconds, and we were up by t- we were up by. Uh, Sorry, man. I didn't have much hope in y'all after last year. Hey, no, we're a completely new team. Trust me, we're actually we're good. good this year. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. We're still gelling some things together, but we're actually okay. a good team. So I can yeah. see at least one win in the future. Multiple wins. Multiple. Yes. See, on God. On God, bro. So you're going to buy me a house when you make it to the league? Bro, who said I'm going in the league? <laughs> <laughs> bro, I ain't Anyways, saying I'm going to the league. Here's my college athlete <laughs> that can't even buy me a house because she's not going to go to the league. Hey, if I was a male, of course, i go to the league, NBA, whatever, make some millions. But WNBA, you know, they don't make as much. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's another, another story. That's another, Anyways, guys, another you said bye like 10,000 times, but yeah. bye for real. thank you for tuning into the fourth episode of the After Hours podcast with Mary and Bella and our special guest, Magic. I'm not saying your gubbies this time. <laughs> <laughs> Happy one month obesity to us. Yeah. We, we, we've been sticking to this for a month. We did not miss a week for a month, and I am proud of us. So um, check in with us next week on our next episode, and thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye.